Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. You are what you think about all day long. How could you be possibly anything else? Or the trials we face in life aren't a struggle around the circumstances we face, but rather the struggle of how we view or think about the circumstances we face. Well, I want to welcome you today to our online service again. We're so happy and so glad that you've tuned in and made the choice. And again, our prayer is that you receive something from God in our short time together. We could, if we could really encourage you as well, make sure that you're sharing uh, the link with your family and friends. I know we do every uh, Saturday afternoon. I send it out to my family and it's so encouraging seeing some of my family uh, be a part of us online experience together as well. Some good news again across the nation. We're seeing uh, more restrictions around the issue of isolation being lifted uh, from this Friday onwards uh, in New South Wales alone that we're seeing that uh, a couple of people can go and visit their friends. And, you know, I'm so encouraged by that. I believe that we're, we're getting closer and closer to seeing more and more of these um, restrictions and isolation <clears throat> uh, limitations being lifted, which I think will be so incredible. In fact, May the 11th, I'm looking forward to the, the announcement that the PM will be making um, about our current situation across the nation. And again, like many people, we are so looking forward to going camping and blowing stuff up. We're going camping anyway. I'll leave the blowing up stuff to other people. Well, today we're continuing our series that we've been in. This will be the last instalment today in our series, Change Your Thinking, uh, Change Your Life. And last Sunday, as we looked to the Apostle Paul again, we, we saw a great key that we discovered out of the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, and a great encouragement to Paul around the issue of how we're meant to think and what we're meant to set our thinking upon. And in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, he said, fix our thoughts, to fix our minds. And then he goes on to list a number of things as well that we're meant to fix our minds on, those things that are uplifting, those things that are encouraging, those things that are praiseworthy, notable things, encouraging things, uplifting things. And Paul's encouragement to us there about our thought life was to make sure that we fix our minds and make that intentional decision and change within us to focus on those things that are uplifting. In fact, when we look at the same uh, definition, uh, excuse me, the same um, scripture in a different translation, we look in the New King, King James Version, the word there is translated as meditate on those things that are uplifting. And the word meditate simply means to think, think deeply. So today we're going to uh, look at another aspect of Paul's teaching around this uh, topic of our thought life. But before we do, I just want to revisit again because I believe that this is so important for us to continue to hear. Why is it important to think about what we've been thinking about? Why is it important that we take the time to stop and to think about what we've been thinking about? Well, a few thoughts that will help with that. To answer that question, the th first one is this. Your life, my life is always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. The second thought is this. You cannot have a positive life if you have a negative mind. It's impossible to have a positive life if you've got a negative mind. And the last little thought is this, that life, the life that you have now, the life that I have now, that we both are experiencing right now is a reflection of the thoughts that we've thought in the past. Incredible, incredible truth there. 
In fact, I heard a quote recently that said this about us and about our thinking, where the sum total of what we think, more than anything else, what determines our lives are our thoughts. That's great news today. Our lives are the sum total of our thoughts. Our, our lives don't have to be affected by the circumstances that we're facing now or even in the past, some of the disappointments from the past. But what we think about more than anything else determines what our lives are now and in the future. I love that there. And last week we, we learned a great key and I wanted to visit this again because I believe it's so important for us to hear it, but also to take it on board and to get it. And the thought was this, we don't ask ourselves why we're thinking this way, why we're feeling this way, but what we ask is what, I've, what have I been thinking that is now making me feel this way? And why is that so important for us to understand that we ask ourselves that question? Not why am I feeling this way, but what have I been thinking that's making me feel this way? Well, I want to share some, some simple science around our minds today. Scientists have found that when you and I think a positive thought, serotonin and dopamine are two chemicals that our, body, that our brains release into our, our bloodstream and they give us feelings of happiness or euphoria. So when we think an uplifting or a positive or a happy thought, our brains release chemicals into our bodies that give us feelings of happiness or euphoria. Someone might say to you, hey, you're looking good. Dopamine released into our system. We start to feel happy. Someone might say, uh, you've lost weight. Dopamine straight away. It's released into our bloodstream. We start to feel happy or euphoric thoughts. Another one might say, you hear some, some good news. And straight away, dopamine's released into our bloodstream. And that's awesome. Incredibly awesome. If we're thinking positively all the time. But just as that there's a positive outcome to thinking positively, there's also a negative outcome that takes place in our bodies as well when we fix our attention and our minds on negative things. Just like we saw when we think a positive thought, chemicals are released into our body that bring a sense of well-being and happiness. The exact opposite is true when we start to think negative thoughts. A similar process occurs when we think negative or depressing thoughts. But instead of releasing dopamine into our systems and making us feel happy, another chemical is released by our brains into our bloodstream. And as a result of that, we start to feel sad or potentially start to feel feelings of being depressed as well. Incredibly powerful. But that's why it's so important that we understand that our effects affect more than our lives, affect our lives more than we know. It affects every part of our lives and in particular our feelings. And that's why in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, Scripture is so profoundly true because it says, For as a person thinks in their heart that's translated mind, so shall they be. If you're thinking negatively, you're going to feel that way. But if you switch your thought patterns and start to focus on the things that are positive and uplifting, then you're going to feel the effects of that as well. And I don't know about you, but I know where I want to choose to start to, to set my thinking and my thought life upon. Those things that are positive, because ultimately that's going to bring a greater sense of joy, a greater sense of happiness, a greater sense of, of feeling optimistic about the current situation that we're, that we're in and that we're facing today. 
So today we want to look at another element of, of mastering our thoughts by looking at another aspect of Paul's teaching from the Word of God. Remember, this man was a man that was able to master his mind in some incredibly trying situations. Paul was able to master his thoughts in some of the most difficult circumstances that could ever be presented to you in life. Paul, through a process of time, learned how to do that. In fact, remember, Paul mastered every circumstance by mastering his thoughts. And this is important because it's not what happens to us in life that matters, but how we think about what happens to us, that's what matters the most. Not what happens to us in life, but what we think about what happens to us, that's what matters the most. And Paul was a master of that. So but this, this, today, before we jump in, I want to just pose a little question, just for us each just to stop and maybe ask ourselves this question today, because it re relates to and deals with the topic that we're about to jump into today. And the question is this, why is it that there are areas of our lives that we view with such negativity, even though if someone knew how you thought about this area of your life, they would say that you were thinking about it all wrongly. You have a certain view of your life and you think and you, you view your life uh, in that set of circumstances, potentially with that set of uh, a, a, a negative framework. And yet someone from the outside would look at your life and say, you're seeing and viewing your life totally incorrectly. Well, we find the answer to this in Paul's writings in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Paul starts to talk about here a, 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 an incredibly... Uh, there's some incredibly profound thoughts that come out of these few verses in your own time. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through to 5. But the, the word that we want to touch on, Paul describes a, a thought process that people can get locked into. And he uses the word strongholds. And what does the word stronghold mean? Well, it's best defined as a person who's locked in by deception. Someone that's life is locked up by a lie. Listen to it again. It's best defined as a person who's locked in by deception, someone that's, that their life is locked up by a lie. Paul says that people can be living with a lie. They're living in a stronghold and their lives are locked up. They're living in deception and their lives are locked up by a lie. And the question that we want to pose today is, well, how does this occur? We're presented with a lie and the truth is that we believe it for long enough, it becomes our default way of thinking or viewing our lives about this area of our lives. And another little thought, uh, uh, another, another understanding from the, the science community, the more that you and I think of thought, the more we're creating what scientists call as a neuropathway in our brains. It's like walking across the grass. And if you walk across the grass long enough, you start to create a path and then it becomes easier for you to continually think that thought. You've created a neuro pathway. And that's great news if you're always thinking positive thoughts. But if our lives and our future and our destinies can be affected by our thoughts, then if we're believing a lie and we're believing things that aren't truth, then I believe that that has the ability to be able to affect our view of the future and the potential that God has to take us where he wants to take us. People can be living in a lie. 
People could look at your life today and say, how can you believe that about you? How can you believe that about your future when they look at you from the outside? But inside, you've come to a point where you believe this lie and now that's affecting every area of your life. Well, my experience was back in 2015, at the end of 2015, I experienced what many people would have called a nervous breakdown. It was quite a devastating time in November of 2015. In a two-week period, I went from um, a positive person uh, to an incredibly uh, negative person. In a two-week period, I went from someone that normally was quite extroverted to someone that was incredibly introverted. I mean, I feared the thought of going to the shopping centre. Bunnings might have been all right. Probably BFC would have worked as well. But any other shop and any other thought of interacting with people, just I was just in fear and dread of that. My body, basically, my soul, my emotions broke down. And then this is the interesting thing. The enemy did exactly what Jesus said he would do. He started filling my mind with lies. Jesus said that about the, the, the enemy. He said that about Satan, that Satan is the father of lies. And that's exactly what the enemy did. And I want to note today this before we move a little bit f- further forward to the conclusion. The enemy always attacks you the most when you are at your weakest point. The enemy always attacks you the most when you are at your weakest point. And for me at that time, being uh, weak, feeling a sense of being broken emotionally and, and not having the ability to break out of the way that I was thinking, the enemy started to come and started to lie and started to establish a stronghold within me. And the greatest single lie that, is, that I started to believe was this one. I have no future. He was able to convince me to focus purely on the circumstances that I was in. And because of that, I felt hopeless. And I fell for the lie of feeling that I have no future. And the more negatively I thought about my life, the more depressed I thought. The more negatively that I allowed the enemy to to lie to me and and to to get me to believe that, that thought that I have no future, that became a stronghold within me. And that so affected me for several months. I was living in the lie that I had no future, that my perceived reality was that there was a neuro pathway within me now that I allowed to become a reality. And it was my stronghold. I was captive. I was in prison. I was living in a lie. Well, here I am today, right? (laughs) I have dreams for the future. My wife, my family and I. We're still believing that the best days are ahead of us. And with God's help, we're able to defeat the lies and and broke the stronghold that the enemy had held me captive in for many, many months. But today there could be many of us as well that are struggling with, with similar things, struggling with similar lies about your life, about your future, about your your purpose and your destiny, your current situation. I want to say today they're lies. God's truth far supersedes your circumstances. God's truth is well beyond what what you might be able to see now. God's plan for your life is well beyond what you're experiencing right now. And they could be well just lies that you're allowing yourself to live in. Well, for me, three things that I want to give, give you today as we conclude, three things that really helped for me was number one, the first thing that I believe that we have to do is we have to identify what the, na- what the lie is and we have to name it. 
identify what that lie is, what that stronghold is, what that deception is that, that keeps filling your mind. Because remember, if we can change our thoughts, we change our lives. If we think positively, then we're going to feel that. But if we think negatively, we're going to live in that negativity as well. And God's called us to a higher plane. And the first one is this, name the lie. For me, it was, I have no future. But you might be here today and your lie is, I'll never recover from this COVID-19 experience. You might be, your lie might be, I'll, I'll, I'll never have a job now in the future because of such and such and what's taken place. Your lie might be that this is going to affect my kid's future. Your lie might be that, that I, you know, I won't make it financially. There could be a number of lies that potentially the enemy's trying to lock you into a stronghold in. But I want to encourage you today. Number one, name the lie. Number two, the second thing is this, expose the lie. Expose the lie. Bring it into the light. Don't hide it. You know, we're, we're all facing and, and, and struggling in different areas. But one of the things that helped me so greatly was to ring up a couple of trusted friends and, and to share with them what I was thinking. And then to hear from them as well that they'd been through um, similar journeys and had gone down a similar path as well, but then talked about how they were able to recover, but more importantly, prayed with me and spoke life into me. So the second thing that we need to do is expose the lie and then share it with a trusted friend. Get with someone that you can share and say, hey, I'm believing a lie that's not true about me. I want to expose that lie. So what do we need to do? We need to, number one, identify what the lie is and name it. Number two, we need to expose the lie. We need to bring it into the light. We need to share it with a trusted friend. And number three, most importantly, is we need to replace the lie with God's truth about you. You know, I, I love what, what Jesus has done for us. We're, we're, we're eternally thankful for Jesus and his great sacrifice. And I'm incredibly thankful as well for the wisdom of God through the teaching of Paul because Paul talks and gives us another key in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and it says this, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is a good and acceptable, perfect will of God. You know, I've said on many occasions, God can do so much for us, but the one thing that God cannot do for us is to renew our minds. That's our responsibility. That's our great privilege. That's our great journey in life is that we transform our minds. We transform our thinking from our, uh, our past. We transform our thinking from whatever our family origin might have been, whether that was good or bad or ugly. But we transform our minds from the past and we renew our minds according to the word of God. But it takes a choice. It takes a commitment on our behalf that we identify the lie and we name it for what it is. We expose the lie, we bring it into the light. And thirdly, we replace the lie with God's truth. That's our responsibility. So I conclude today, walking on the path that you might have made is easy, but it takes effort to create a new path and let the grass grow again over that old path. A choice to keep believing the lie or rise up and begin to renew our minds. So this, this, today as we conclude, this week, what lie will you replace with God's truth? God's calling us to step into truth, to start to believe what he says about us. 
and we need to take a few minutes every day, think about it again, the way that our brains have been, been um, created, sparking our brains so that God, you know, who, who so intricately created them, we start to create new pathways of truth within us, truth. We write down the Word of God. We think the Word of God. We confess the Word of God until we believe it. And one day, no longer the wires are crossed, but now we're not living in a stronghold or in a lie. Now we're living in the truth of God's Word. Amen? Living according to the truth of God's Word. So what do I do? I wake up every day and I commit to renewing my mind. We take in God's word every day. That's why our journals are so important that we're spending the time every day reading the word of God, taking uh, the word of God in, allowing it to, to, to challenge the way that we're viewing our life and our world and to see it in the way that he's call, calling us to. Because remember again, as we think in our minds, so shall we be. So today as we conclude this series together, I want to en encourage you and remind you again Change our thinking so that God can change our lives. Amen. Change our thinking in order for God to change our lives. Well, today I want to finish with the greatest truth that we could ever hear. And we don't know um, uh, for, for every person that is listening today or watching this uh, stream today, but we want to give you an opportunity to make the greatest decision that you could ever make. And that's by asking Jesus Christ to become your personal Lord and Savior. But before we do, I want to just share with you the greatest truth from the Word of God that we could possibly hear. And it's this, John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. I love that truth there and that truth there for each of us today. Number one, that God loves you. You might be believing that, that God's an angry God, God's a grumpy God, God's not a caring God, but the, the Word of God, the truth of God declares, number one, that God loves you. Right where you are, whatever circumstance that you're in, whatever you might have done, God loves you. The second thing that we, we read from this scripture here is that God sent Jesus Christ to die for you. God sent Jesus to die for you, to pay the price of your sins. We've all sinned, friends. We've all fallen short of God's mark, God's standard. But that's why God sent Jesus to die on the cross so that we could be forgiven through and by His great sacrifice. And thirdly, that if we believe in Him, the Bible teaches us that we won't perish, but have everlasting life. I don't know about you, but everything around us today has been shaken. But the one thing that is not shaken and will never be shaken is the Word of God and His promises to us that if we believe in Him, that if we put our trust in Him, He promises us eternal life. That, my friends, can never be shaken. But today, if you've never prayed this prayer before, or maybe you've prayed the prayer and for whatever reason, life has drawn you away from pursuing and following Jesus, then I want to give every one of us an opportunity right now in the privacy of your space, whatever that is, wherever you might be. And if we could right now, can we just bow our heads and just close our eyes? And if you're there today and you would love to pray this prayer of salvation, to be born again, let's pray this prayer to get together and repeat this prayer after me today. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. You did that to pay for my sins. Today, Jesus, I confess that I have sinned. And I ask you today, Jesus, to forgive me of my sin.
I commit my life to following you. And today I receive your gift of salvation. I confess today that I'm saved. And I receive today your salvation and the gift of eternal life. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, we're so encouraged today if you prayed that prayer. And right now on your screen, if we would encourage you to, to, to reach out. You can click on the, the screen there today. There's some people there waiting to speak to you, to help you to take that next step or to encourage you to re-engage on the journey again. Well, we did, we've so encouraged, uh, been so encouraged by sharing this series with you. We look forward to the next things that God has for us, but we pray you have the most blessed week in Jesus' name. We look forward to Mother's Day next Sunday as well, celebrating with all of our beautiful mothers. Uh, so just pray you have the most incredible week. God bless you. We look forward to seeing you next weekend.